This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Mackie and Judd live from Radio yes. Skid Row right now, baby. Yes, right yes. now. Our Woo. elbow room is now gone, Kenny. Yeah. Uh, our dignity is gone. Yeah. Yeah. We're being bumped continually by people. My buzz <laughs> from the media party last <laughs> night is gone. Shock jocks are going crazy <laughs> out here yelling the whole time. It is noisy there. Oh, oh it's too noisy. Well, start drinking yeah, now, Judd. Shake Shack. Want to ring the bell? Smith. Pocket holds up. Deep ball. Separation. Tyreek Hill. Goodbye, Hill. Touchdown, Kansas City. Second and ten for KC. Fake it. Smith has time. Smith fires. Touchdown. Travis Kelsey. Big statement to open the game for the Kansas City offense. 22-yard strike from Smith. Cousins has time. Cousins over the middle. He's got Crowder. First down and more. Inside the 20. Still going. Jamison Crowder delivers. That's right. We are your headquarters for reckless quarterback speculation. Reckless. It came true for one team. It came. True. We we were dead on. Well, here's okay. Just the wrong team. So many things to get into here. Vikings perspective on uh, a name being off the board. My favorite part last night, though. So I came. Uh, I, I stayed all day, and then mm-hmm. wandered down into the uh, the annual media party downstairs at Mall of America. Here. Yep. And and they had. I mean, it's. It's the bold north, and so they had all these dancers in. It's cold flat, outside. Like white Don't gear. go outside, but it's cold but outside. My favorite part was all of these very much self-important NFL reporters, two or three drinks in, thinking, "Oh, you know what's going to? It's yep. Super Bowl week. It's pretty standard practice doesn't start until Wednesday. Yep. Free agency is not for like two more months. Even if you pull, like, there's no trades that happen right now because you can't you can't actually finalize a trade until March, anyways." And then seeing the nervous look on scrambling NFL reporters' faces as they try to get to their phones or to uh, to TV cameras somewhere. Yeah, well, that was an interesting sight last night. So, the, so the story broke last night around what time? Do you think eight, eight thirty oh, or so? Probably yeah, between eight and nine sometime. And I think the Kansas City Star Chiefs beat guy broke it. He did. Which which credit to him because it's ordinarily Schefter, Rappaport, (laughs) and so the national guys are all here having fun, as you just said, probably sipping a couple cocktails, and Alex Bleeping Smith. Yes. I mean, it wasn't just some cornerback from the Dolphins being traded. It's Alex Smith that goes down. So uh, the details, if you you didn't see this last night, uh, Alex Smith to Washington for 22-year-old former third-round pick in 2016, just a solid slot cornerback, yes. uh, Kendall Fuller, and a third-round pick, right? A third, not a second, a third-round. 2018 third-round pick. Third round right. pick. And then, and so, so if you just pause it right there and say, 
Wait a second. It was a third-round pick and like a Mackenzie Alexander, yeah. maybe a Trey Wayne. It's, it's more right? like Trey Wayne's, but not a, but not Xavier Rhodes, not a, right. not a Harrison Smith. Right, your second or third, like a, a good young cornerback mm-hmm. and a third-round pick. For at first, I thought for one year, twenty million dollars, and then go from there. Alex Smith, if you're if you've got your quarterback beer goggles on and you're the Vikings and you want to maybe try somebody How, else. Other than however, they go and give him a four-year extension for ninety-four million dollars. Yes. $71 million in guarantees, yes. and that's after the $20 million he's going to make as a 34-year-old yes. in 2018. So, And according to reports, up to six teams expressed interest. So from a Vikings perspective, to me, the four-year extension eliminates Alex Smith. $70 from the million dollars in guarantees? Up, so he's going to be the Absolutely. Until he's 39 years old, yeah. making between 23 and $25 million, yes. and you give up a third-round pick, and you give up one of your bright young corners. So from a Vikings perspective, the extension, I'm out. I am out on that. So I have found in this career now there's there's two sports juds. There's, there's <laughs> radio sports jud, which is like, well, I can go the safe route and speculate on what might ha- happen, but that's no fun. The Alex Smith trade talk was fun, right? So So that's me in my current career. My old newspaper career is more like, they're going to Teddy your case. That's it. I'm still convinced of that, but this was. But at least walking down the Alex Smith path was fun. But yeah, I'm with you. When I saw a four-year extension at seventy or seventy-one million dollars, not not total guaranteed. I'm as far away as I can get. That's way too. Well, much. what's odd is either either of the two sides can back out anytime in the next two months. So if you're if you're Washington and you realize, oh my God, we just agreed to pay Alex Smith like a hundred million dollars guaranteed for the next five years until he's almost forty years old. If you come to your senses, you can pull out of the deal. Um, I mean, if you're the Vikings, I guess. I guess my question would be, how ironclad is the verbal contract agreement? Because the Chiefs have no obligation other than, hey, we like you, Alex. You helped us get to the oh, playoffs the, a few times. Oh, the Chiefs are like, thrilled right now. But, but first of all, they have no obligation. They apparently allowed, I'm assuming, if they had six other teams express interest, it wasn't like the Hall itself was yeah. a big deal. Right, A player, maybe your second-best cornerback and a third-round pick. I'm more fascinated by this contract extension agreement. I mean, the Chiefs could say, oh, Washington's going to give us a, a player and a, and a fairly decent draft pick. And then if you guys want to figure out a contract extension, you're on your own on that part. Right. Um, so that's – I. It's so weird that this doesn't take place for two more months. Like, this doesn't kick in for two more months officially, and a lot of different things can happen. If I'm Alex Smith, I'm probably avoiding motorcycles. I'm avoiding uh, anywhere that might have black ice. And the Chiefs say... away from pools. And if, if if you're the Chiefs, you say no backs, right? I mean, if you're the Chiefs, you're thrilled. Oh, but like, you, Washington get back out. You, you, just got, you just got cap space galore, a starting cornerback, and a, a draft pick, and the trade can't be made official. I believe the exact time is... Uh, 3 p.m. Central Time or 2 p.m. on March 14th. Right. Uh, but it read like I was going through some stories, and it read like today the the agreement on the extension between the Redskins and Smith is going to be made today. My guess is once you do that, it's hard to back out. I mean, if you're the Redskins and you're like, whoa, 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 on March 13th we made a big mistake. Your name but is going to be absolutely terrible. But they at that don't point. have his rights as a player for two more months, so they can't sign anything. It's all verbal. No, but my that's, po- what's, that's what's crazy. Right, right, right. But my my point is, if if you sit down with his agent and Smith today, 
and basically agree to the entire new contract extension. And then on March 12th, they're like, you know what? We were drunk that night. It's happened. You can do it, but your but your name is going to be absolutely <laughs> awful at that. So I think it's done. I think it's done. Alex Smith to to the Vikings under the right parameters made lots of sense. It did. But this contract extension, let me be very clear. I don't think you're going to find anybody who says this makes sense. And now the question is this. What is Kirk Cousins going to get? I saw speculation last night. So Smith's contract is going to be is going to be 94 million as just cash and then a guaranteed 70. So and he's, that's after he makes 20 million this upcoming season. Yeah, so he's not so he is almost certainly not, not going to see that entire contract. I read somewhere last night that the speculation is Cousins is going to start at $94 million guaranteed. Once again, hard pass for me. Holy cow. $94 million guaranteed for a guy for a guy who I like, but I don't know for sure. I can't do that. This is what happens. I, I brought this up to you before the show. This is what happens when the supply doesn't meet demand. Remember in the 1980s when Cabbage Patch Kids came out? And Walmart would stock like... Remember? Yes, of course. I had a Cabbage Patch I remember Patch all the stories. Walmart would stock like 500 Cabbage Patch Kids. Yep. And 2,000 people would show up to fight over the 500 Cabbage Patch Kids. I mean, that's quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't want... I'll take a Cabbage Patch Kid for my kid, for whatever, <laughs> right? For my nephew, niece. I don't want to get my ass kicked in a Walmart and come out bloody. Like, it's not worth doing that to get a Cabbage Patch Kid. Absolutely, it's yeah. It's not worth... Like, I'll take Alex Smith for a year if I'm the Vikings. Yeah. What the hell? You know, the guy led the league in passer rating. He threw the ball down the field more often. I don't want him for $100 million through the age of 39 and most of it guaranteed, just like with Kirk Cousins. Yep. You know, like, there there are probably, when it comes to supply and demand of the most important position in sports, there's probably 12 to 13, maybe 14 truly reliable, trustworthy guys that you'd say, yeah, I'll pay that guy a bunch of money for the next two or three years, including the older guys like Brady and Phillip Rivers, all the way down to maybe a Matthew Stafford. Kirk Cousins isn't on that list. He's kind of on the he's on the edge of that list in terms of he's on the we don't know list. You trust him for five years. Yeah. I trust him for one year. I trust Alex Smith for one year. Of course. I don't want to lock myself into four or five years, but the Vikings have to be aggressive too. They can't just settle for they can't just settle for well. Teddy Bridgewater hasn't played in two years, but, and we're going to hope that he can lead the team to a Super Bowl with one of the toughest schedules in the in the entire league. The entire thing that made uh, Smith interesting to me was the fact that you could bring him here on the last last year of that contract, being paid very fairly, by the way. You could start him, and if things went great, you could say, we'll extend you. Yeah. And if things went great and Teddy comes back and Teddy's fine, you could say, Alex, it's been fantastic hit the market, and, and you're going to get paid. So when Washington comes along and says, and, and that's a, another uh, factor to the story, too. Washington has basically said, we don't trust Cousins, so we're going to pay Smith this ridiculous salary, but it's not going to be as ridiculous <laughs> as the guy we're about to jettison is going to get. It is funny. like All the, all the talk about, is Washington going to go and, and give Kirk Cousins a reckless contract, right? Oh, are they going to? Are they going to either franchise him for thirty plus million dollars or give him some absurd long term deal? And they say, you know what? We've come to our senses. We're not going to give a reckless contract to Kirk Cousins. We're going to give a reckless contract to Alex Smith yeah. instead. Through the age of th- now, if if I'm going to pay, if I'm going to overpay absurd amounts of money for one of the two, and I only had to choose between the two guys for the next five years, I'll take the younger guy. I'll take Kirk Cousins if I had to lock in for you know seventy one to ninety million dollars over the next. 
four years 94 or so. $94 million dollars guaranteed. Yeah. That's, St- uh, Stafford got $2 million less than that. Man. So, I mean, we, we are talking about, uh, for a second here, Kirk Cousins is going to be the highest paid player, most guaranteed cash in this league. Think about that for a second. A league with Brady and Rodgers and Breeze. Well, one of the smart things that, that Tom Brady has done, he's... I mean, he makes enough, like, his wife makes more money than he does. He doesn't need to be the highest paid quarterback because he understands if I if I take, let's say, 18 or $20 million instead of sure. the $30 million that I could probably demand, that gets us two extra players. Kirk Cousins is in the mode of, my point, oh, I'm only going to get this chance once in my life. I'll take the money. My point is Kirk Cousins is going to be the highest paid player in this league for a second. Yes. And that is remarkable. That yeah. is absolutely remarkable. So throw that idea out the window that we've been talking about. And you know who else is thrilled weeks on the show? this morning? Case Keenum. If you see the Smith contract, I'm not saying you're going to equal it, but if your case, that market keeps going up. Yeah, it's I, intriguing. It's it's going. I am very curious now. Let me say this: I don't put it past anybody to pay Case way too much. Well, yeah, I'm not sure it happens, again, but I don't put it past su- teams. Supply and demand. Yes, there's 32 teams, and there's like. 14 maybe trustworthy quarterbacks that you would feel comfortable giving a lot of money to. And so by extension, half the league is going to overpay out of their you-know-what for for either a mediocre or a bust quarterback. Parents are desperate to get them. Uh, Let's come back. Let's keep this going. We have all kinds of great guests today, too, by the way. Uh, Victor Cruz is going to join the show at at, uh, 10.30. Lee Steinberg. One of the most famous and noteworthy agents yep. in the history of the NFL. Jerry Maguire fan. And, uh, yeah, he was the inspiration behind the movie Jerry Maguire. He'll join the show at 1130 from Radio Rome, All of America. And Greg Jennings, our old friend here, spent some time with the Vikings doing media for Fox Sports and Fox Sports 1. Some five stories from him, huh? I'm sure he has plenty. Yes. And Rodgers as well. Yes. Uh, he'll join the show around noon. And uh, we're keeping an open mind here because we see all kinds of other people walking around, and it's it's a zoo starting think, today at Radio Row. I think raucous would, would be the best word to describe today here. Yes. Don't you think raucous would be very fair out here at the Mall of America? The elbow room has been replaced with Hall of Famers like Jerome Bettis and Tony Baselli and They're big men. All kinds of other guys walking around. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back. Mackie and Judd live at Mall of America, Radio Row, from now until 1 o'clock and all week long. But, Judd, you have a message for the people. I do, I- indeed, and I want to tell you right now, as I've been talking about here for uh, several days, more than 65 exciting events taking place on every level and around every corner at the Mall of America this week. This includes the Fan Gallery in the Meet Media Center, where we are presented by Microsoft on Level 3. You can watch broadcasters, pro athletes, and guest celebrities, as you'll see throughout the day, during live broadcasts all week. And you think that's it at the Mall of America? I got another thing to tell you. There's a lot more. Microsoft Store Level 1 South End. It's an NFL player meet and greet. Adam Thielen of the Vikings tonight. You can meet him uh, from 6.30 to 7.30 p.m. That's at the Microsoft Store Level 1 South End. Locker room by lids. Luke Keekley, Panthers linebacker from 3 to 4, will be appearing today. Once again, that's locker room by lids. Also check out the Mountain Dew Icebox Level 3 North by Nordstrom. Swing by for perfectly chilled Mountain Dew ice samples, charging stations, chill in the ice box lounge, participate in a game of ice air hockey, mingle with your favorite National Football League players, take home some swag. Make sure to share your experience by tagging Mall of America with the hashtag BoldNorthMOA on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. We'll see you at the Mall of America. Looks again. Cousins gets it away. Wide open is Thompson. And Thompson will get to the end zone for a Redskin touchdown. Smith. Pocket holds up. 
Deep ball. Separation. Tyreek Hill. Goodbye, Hill. Touchdown, Kansas City. All right, welcome back, Mackie and Judd. Radio Row, Mall of America. By the way, uh, you can get a full list. If you're wondering, all right, all kinds of things happening in the Twin Cities. You've been watching the news. You've been following social media. And you're just sort of overwhelmed by all the different options. You can go to mallofamerica.com to find out all the exciting events associated with Super Bowl 52, mallofamerica.com. And we are on floor three at the uh, fan uh, gallery here, which is uh, getting more and more packed by the day. It's full today. There's a lot of people out here. It's early, too. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's very early. Yep. Um, so what's next for the Vikings here? I think we, we identified, if you count the three guys that were on their roster last year for quarterback. Yep. And then we, we had a short list, starting with, you have to be told no by Drew Brees. He's, he's a free agent. Which, by the way, 99.9% chance he goes back still to New Orleans. Holds up. You have to be told no by him first. Yep. Because uh, you don't have a quarterback under contract, and you'd be stupid not to start with one of the greatest ones of all time. So our, our list included, before the Alex Smith trade last night, obviously Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Bradford, Case Keenum, uh, Drew Brees, be told no by him, Alex Smith, cross him off, Kirk Cousins just made a lot more money after yeah. last night because now he's officially going to hit the open market. Um, and then um, who was the other guy? Eli Manning, I guess, was on our list too. But it sounds like Pat Shermer wants to... There was some doubt before Pat Shermer was hired. What are they going to do to Eli Manning? You know, they, they ended the streak last year. Uh, I guess if you went to the Giants and said, listen, all right, you can draft a quarterback in the top three, and uh, we'll overpay for the last two years of Eli Manning's contract, $50 million. I think we can probably take him off the list now, too. So if, if the list is down, and Drew Brees goes back to New Orleans, mm-hmm. if the list is down to Kirk Cousins and all the money you'd have to give him, mm-hmm. Sam Bradford, who's missed half the games he's been able to that he's been eligible to play the last five years. Teddy Bridgewater, who hasn't played in two years, except for f- five snaps, mm-hmm. and uh, Case Keenum, who we have doubts about long-term. Can he do it for three years, five years? Was this a one-year blip? That's a that's a pretty difficult set of four guys to, to figure out. So where do you start? Okay, so I start, I, I take your list, and I cross Cousins off. I'm not paying him. I'm not, he's going to get... Somebody is going to go into a blind panic, whether that be the Jets, the Broncos, the Cardinals, a team like that, and they're going to give him $95 million guaranteed. I'm not doing it. At that point, it starts to impact your cap. And the Vikings have too many good young players that, that need to be signed, especially on defense, for me to do that. If I trusted Cousins, I might be tempted. I just I can't give... $95 million guaranteed to a guy I don't trust completely, and I don't trust him completely. So he's off my list. Um, and now we get back to realistically what's going to happen. And I, I believe I believe the decision remains internal, and I think I think Bradford's out. You just can't trust him. Can't, I mean, the guy can, I mean, that knee is chronic now. The guy plays for five minutes and needs to go visit Dr. James Andrews. Yeah. So you, the only way you could trust him is holding a clipboard with some incentive-laden contract to say, all right, uh, if the guy that we have pegged to be the starter goes down, we trust you to come in yeah. and, and maybe play two games before you have to go back to Birmingham, Alabama, and visit Dr. James Andrews again. So in my world, I crossed Bradford off the list, and now we're down to Keenum and Bridgewater, and what do you do? Boy. And I will go. I will go back to what I told you. Unless, unless I read the tea leaves, Phil, here completely incorrectly, I'll go back to what we talked about. 
uh, the day after Zimmer's season-ending press conference, and it's this. I sense a want to go back to Teddy. When you are when you are laying out, I mean, the Smith thing to me personally made perfect sense in the last year of his contract. But judging by what Zimmer said throughout the season about Case, and judging uh, by what he said the Tuesday after the season came to an end about Teddy, I sense that they want to go back in their perfect world. They've seen enough, and they think that that they can probably go out and sign a good backup or a decent backup and go into training camp with the thought that Bridgewater is going to be our starter in 2018. So I agree. I think that's what they're leaning toward. I think Mike Zimmer, I mean, there's a reason why Mike Zimmer kept nitpicking Case Keenum throughout a borderline MVP caliber season because he loves Teddy Bridgewater and they saw some things in practice. But again, that's shorts and t-shirts and blocking dummies in place of defensive tackles. Garbage cans. Yeah, I mean, it's. but but think about this. All right, so I I agree. I think that's what they're going to do. And I do think he's so young still... um, he was healthy enough to be activated. I do think there's a future at some point for Bridgewater. But think about what you have to sell to the team now. All right, one of the most devastating losses in franchise history. You got your asses handed to you in the NFC Championship game on the doorsteps of a home Super Bowl. And now your reward is one of the toughest schedules in the league. I mean, that their road schedule includes almost every top team in the NFL. New England, Philadelphia, like Seattle, like New Orleans again at home. Mm-hmm. So you have to overcome all these different things, the, the historical letdown of losing in that game by that many points. And you're going to tell the locker room and the fan base, we're going to put it all on a guy who had the most catastrophic injury any quarterback has ever suffered, and he hasn't really played in two years. If you paint it like that, that's a really tough sell in a Super Bowl window. I think they're going to do it. Okay. I'm just saying it's a really, it's a really here's difficult op- here's, thing to sell. Here's option two to cover your butt then. Brett Favre, which would be fantastic. He's going to be here this week, by the way. <laughs> he's going to address the Eagles on Saturday night. Are you serious? He's going to he's going to give the Saturday Doug night. Doug Peterson pre- got him in. Doug's his best friend. Doug's got him coming in on Saturday night to address the team. Boy, I don't hey, know. I don't. I, I I don't know. This is a great idea. Hey, Nick, if it gets down to crunch time, just, just sling it. J- just take a chance. <laughs> just take that last chance. I'll tell you. All Sean Jeffrey. Always open at the 50, right in the middle of the field. Yeah, just, you, just sling it to do him. Do you want a guy who, well, now he did win a championship 20 years ago, but but he's mostly known for taking overly aggressive chances in big games. 2007, your 2009. <laughs> when in doubt, Nick, just take that chance, just throw that pass. Didn't he throw like four four or five interceptions in a playoff game one time the in the early 2000s? Yeah, yes, so. yes. Uh, uh, so so the cover your, Good for them. So the cover your butt option, which wouldn't uh, destroy you cap-wise at all, would be this. Sign Bridgewater. Sign Bridgewater. Convince convince him that he's still going to to be your guy. But let's say you convince him that hey, it, it really is going to take some more time. So 2019 is your time. Here's a here's a very nice three year contract with incentives and franchise Keenum. It's going to be something like that. I don't. I don't. I honestly, after what what we saw last night with the uh, Smith trade and the extension. I do not see them going outside un- unless it's just to sign a backup. Yeah. I really don't. So if you did that, so it'd be like twenty-three or twenty-four million dollars for Keenum. It'd be around twenty-three, and then yes. it, it, right. it would be some some number, several million dollars, with incentives up to something else for Bridgewater. Let's say Bridgewater beats out Keenum, or Keenum gets hurt, or throws a bunch of picks in the second week, or something. Yep. And then Bridgewater starts to reach the incentives. They might wind up paying thirty million dollars for their quarterbacks or more. Yeah, but in it's 2018. Short, but it's short term because you'd get Keenum off the books. You're not locked in. 
Yeah, I, c- I could also. Li- this is going to sound crazy, but because when <laughs> I don't know, this is like the the toxic relationship where you keep talking yourself back into it. When Bradford's healthy, which is already like a, a terrible. It's a terrible a like, really preamble to, to my point. Yeah, when he's healthy, when he's, Bradford's healthy, comma, he's been really good the last two years yeah. within the Vikings infrastructure. I mean, are we now back to take the rickety knee club and get Bridgewater and Bradford together on incentive laden deals and let them figure out if if they can combine to play sixteen games? But then, but again, you're trying to sell to the team and sell to the fan base. This is a Super Bowl window. Mm-hmm. Just have to make a couple tweaks here and there, do a couple things differently here and there, and be right back where we were in 2017. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows the question marks that are that are sitting above the head of Sam Bradford and Teddy Bridgewater. So that's just. And then like, we let's bring this up too. We put a poll out yesterday for Vikings oh, fans. Yeah. Uh, how, how much do you trust Case Keenum? And, and the question was, would you be happy if the Vikings franchise tag Case Keenum? To which. To which I said, percent of people said no. To which I, I said to Collar, I think fans w- would be fine with it. I was dead wrong. Seventy-one percent of the fans who voted said they would not be happy. Which shows me, yeah. which shows me that that the the vocal faction of Keenum supporters, it's out there, but it's pretty small. Right. Yeah. I I, I, now, I think I think the playoffs might have cooled people a little bit. The Teddy thing though is so intriguing because of, of this. We don't know. Only the Vikings and some players know. And those players in that team love him. So what I do think you could sell, and, and this is the huge if, is if he has looked good. If he is, if the doctors have said he's fine and, and in practices he could move around and, looked, um, and look good, I don't think it's a tough thing to sell to the team. I think the team would say absolutely because they love him. But now the question becomes, who, who do you go get as a backup because, God forbid, it blows out again, yeah. and then you're done. But I actually think the sale of going into into that locker room, if they've seen enough from Teddy and just saying, he's your guy, he's yeah. our guy, it wouldn't be like, oh, no. It, I think players would actually like that and embrace that. But this all goes back to the conversation of we have no idea where the guy's at. Right. Um, yeah, and then I, I have another thought on the Kirk Cousins thing. Let's go back to the Kirk Cousins thing. I know you're out on Kirk Cousins. There's there's one more factor that we should, instead of just glossing over, let's actually figure it out and go through some of the other top-paid quarterbacks in the league and how much does that prevent you from building out the rest of your roster with a bunch of big-time young players up for contract extensions. Yeah. The Vikings have to worry about that. And Matthew Collar posted this on 1500ESPN.com last night. Five under-the-radar options yeah. that we haven't even talked about yet to play quarterback for the Vikings in 2018. Mackie and Judd, we are live on Radio Row at Mall of America all week long. The buzz is definitely picking up around here. You can go to mallofamerica.com to find a full list of events, not just here, but around the entire Twin Cities. Back with more reckless speculation. Mackie and Judd, Radio Row, Mall of America. Uh, Victor Cruz in about an hour. He presented on the Grammys the other night. You told me. That's right. I missed it. Had, had Royal Rumble on the tablet and Grammys on the TV. Saw Victor Cruz make an appearance. Very funny. I actually watched it briefly. You'd, you'd be very proud of me. The Royal Rumble or the Grammys? No, no, no. The Royal... Where, where was that? Philadelphia. No, but I mean on what... Was it on a cable network? Oh, or WWE was it on Network their... or pay-per-view. Okay. Yeah, yeah I didn't watch that No, you got to pay one. for the Royal Rumble stuff. I missed out on. The Grammys yeah. I saw... A brief snippet. Of. Actually, so real quick before we get into this list of five potentially under the radar 
some of these names are going to make you throw up all over yourself. But the Vikings need a quarterback, so we'll get to that list in a second. Uh, the next big event, and, and we joke about this, though, WrestleMania is going to come here at some point. So Super Bowl, awesome yep, yep. college football. What the WWE does when they come to town, not only do they do the big event, WrestleMania, or Royal Rumble in this case, is their big January event. They do like four or five live shows in a row at different venues, starting on Saturday night, then you get a pay-per-view on Sunday, and then you get Monday Night Raw on Monday and Tuesday, and then for WrestleMania, you get this fan access week leading up to it. Yeah. So it's effectively, it's like a Super Bowl week with five different filled-up stadiums or arenas. You are so God. You're. I'm gonna be gone that week. Go watch NHL on the fly. I enjoy. I love that show. Don't rip Jamie Hirsch. You skipped the media party last night. I went home and watched and watched my Wild win in a shootout against the Blue Jackets. Oh, good. Are they still? uh, I was very excited by it. Battling for the eight seed. Such an exciting team. Of course they are. Like they have a. That's all they're gonna do. They have a chance. With with the Twins doing nothing yet this offseason for starting pitching, and with the Vikings devastating fans again. Yep. It's like the Wild are letting the Wolves take over this town, and the Gopher basketball team loses again last and, night to Iowa. And now the, the Wolves are, are are sort of saying, I don't know if we want to. No, they just... The they, Wolves are like, I don't know if we really want to take over this they town. They just have these random losses to, to Eastern Conference All right, teams. let's go Le- through this uh, list. Lee Steinberg at 11.30, and then Greg Jennings at noon today uh, on the show. So, real quick, before we get into this list, too, on the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL, on Kirk Cousins, for instance, he's going to be the highest-paid quarterback in the NFL. Yeah. I'm going to give you this list. These are the highest-paid quarterbacks in the NFL. And you tell me what they all have in common, like what their team all has in common. Okay. Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, Andrew Luck, Drew Brees, not as much this year, but the last few years. And Joe Flacco is uh, fifth on this list. Okay. They all make so much money that oh. either their defense is terrible because they can't find good defensive players. Yeah, they paralyze the rest of the football Or they have roster. to let key players go via trade or free agency right. to, to clear money out. Right. I mean, they're all just flawed rosters around the quarterback. So with five or six key young up-and-coming contract extensions on the table for the Vikings, Stefan Diggs is one of them, mm-hmm. Trey Waynes is one of them, Eric Hendricks. You know, that's the thing. Like, if you pay a quarterback 27 or $30 million instead of $20 million, yep. that's maybe two players. And co- Adam Thielen makes 4 or $5 million because you extended him from his league minimum contract. So, um, like, that could be the difference between retaining Stefan Diggs or not. And where, where the Vikings are an interesting test case in this entire thing is this. Their head coach wants a reliable, good quarterback, but his, his success and the pride of his life is built on defense. So is he going to say, you know what, that's fine, go ahead and sign this quarterback to a big contract, and if Hunter walks or Barr walks, that's fine, or is Mike going to say, uh-uh, i got to keep Hunter, i got to keep Barr, and he might. So, so the conundrum here is you don't have a head coach whose life rotates around paying a quarterback. Yeah. His life rotates around the success of his defense, and those guys are all going to get paid. Yeah. Now, the good news for the Vikings is right now, only six teams have more cap space than them going into the offseason. So if if you wanted, let's say you wanted to make a splash for Kirk Cousins, it wouldn't completely cripple you from even bringing in other free agents. I mean, you could still maneuver. You might have to let an Anthony Barr go, but you wouldn't have to let everyone go. The problem is, if you're all in on Kirk Cousins, the Jets, so the Vikings have like $55 in cap room. Mm -hmm. The Jets who are going to make a run, according to reports at Kirk Cousins, have $72 million in cap room. 
And the Browns have $109 million in cap room, and they obviously need a franchise quarterback. So even even teams that would be in the mix to sign Kirk Cousins as a free agent, and you're in that, you know, in, in terms of teams that have cap room, there's two other desperate teams that have more cap room, which makes it even less likely that you bring in Kirk Cousins. And be assured of this. Somebody is going to do something stupid. Somebody's going to swoop in and make him an offer that you say, are you serious? It's going to happen. There's going to be one or two teams that are completely going to a panic and are desperate. And even if you want the Vikings to sign him, you're going to say, I can't do that. I wouldn't do that. So if we take him off the board, now you're back to basically your internal Now let's go through this Matthew Collar list that I love. This is from 1500ESPN.com, and he elaborates on all these guys. Five under-the-radar options to play quarterback for the Vikings in 2018. I'll just throw the names out. You react, and then I'll react, okay? Yes. Carson Palmer unretiring. Can I groan? <laughs> just by length of groan? Oh. Yeah. No. I am. I think Carson Palmer's had a great career. Yeah. And and I realize the Favre thing worked. This is not Favre. I think it's over. I think Plus, it's, he always gets hurt now. Yes. I think it's over, too. The durability isn't there. And it just seems like... Wasn't he quoted as saying that he just wasn't that into football anymore or something? Which is great at this point. He's made a lot. He's done. Yeah. Uh, How about A.J. McCarron, who only has a couple games on his NFL resume? Now, he's an interesting one because, if I'm not mistaken, he has a hearing coming up uh, to decide if he is a restricted or unrestricted free agent. Okay. If he's unrestricted, he intrigues me in this. Teddy's backup. But he'll get signed maybe as a starter somewhere. Or or to compete. At least it intrigues me. Carson Palmer, no way. The McCarron one, but you're, but you're probably right. There's going to be another team that doesn't get Cousins that yeah. says, we'll, we'll sign you to a contract and you'll start. It's probably not possible, but at least the name intrigues me more than a guy like Carson Palmer. How does that work if, he, if let's say, A.J. McCarron becomes a restricted free agent? Yeah. So then you tender... You tender your restricted free agents, or yeah, yeah. So he would get he would get a tender offer from the Bengals, and then if you if you're the Vikings and you attempted to sign him, depending on what the offer was from from Cincinnati, they would get some type of potentially really good draft pick compensation. So, so it would be dicey. So how does that work? So if they say, all right, we're gonna we'll tender you a an eight million or fifteen million dollar a year contract, depending on how much you offer him. The draft pick compensation, if he signed, if another team Correct. matches it, goes up for you. Correct. So you could tender him as like a second round pick, paying him whatever that money would look like. That's it, a comp. That's one of the complicated things about NFL free agency. If he's restricted, I don't think he leaves. If he's not, you're probably right. Somebody probably comes along and offers him an opportunity to start. Okay, a really good one. All right. So those. So uh, AJ McCarron, Carson Palmer, um, the, the third name on this under the radar quarterback option list from Matthew Collar. This guy had a pretty big year. It's it's one of those cases where you label a guy early in his career and maybe maybe you don't pay attention. Josh McCown. Josh McCown doesn't do much. For it wouldn't me. be a multi-year deal. It doesn't do much. Uh, once again, is that the type of guy that if you sign Teddy to a three-year deal, hold your breath and, and hope that he can be as successful in 2018 that McCown could come here as a backup? That, yeah, I so mean, I think I would do that. McCown is 38 years old now. Oh, I he didn't He played that old. in uh, actually, you know what? If you, let, let's take his last, let's take his last five years because he's played he's played with four different teams over the last five years. <laughs> and let's just give you the average. Here's the average 16 game season for Josh McCown. If you extrapolate his numbers with Chicago, Tampa Bay, Cleveland, and the Jets, you'd be looking at. 
3,600 yards on average, 21 touchdowns, 12 picks, and an 88.4 passer rating. So, I mean, those are, in, in, in 2018 NFL, those are very borderline starter numbers. Those are like, those I, are backup numbers. I could see him being a backup, but that would be it. Yeah. That would be the extent of my interest in him. I mean, if you, and if, if, if Bridgewater is going to be your starting quarterback, and yeah. we think they're leaning that way. Yes. You do need, whether it's Sam Bradford or Josh McCown, you right. need that guy. Right. All right, hey, his knee's not responding the way we thought, or he's just he just doesn't have it. you got to have someone you feel comfortable with. All right, how about this one? Yep. These last two are a little bit more realistic. Ryan Tannehill. If the Dolphins are sick of Ryan Tannehill, and there was some talk that before he blew out the knee that this might have been his last year in Miami and that, you know, they, that Jay Cutler played well, that maybe Jay Cutler stuck around long-term, but Ryan Tannehill. I think if I am going to uh, uh, give that some thought, I probably, unless I know something about Teddy where it's really, really bad with that knee, I give Teddy the chance. So it doesn't interest me that much. I don't think it would necessarily be a disaster. Yeah. But I think if I'm going to lean towards a guy coming off an ACL problem, I'm probably going to go back to the guy I know in Bridgewater unless I know uh, something about him that the rest of us don't at this point. I mean, Tannehill's knee injury wasn't nearly as devastating as Bridgewater's, and he's played more recently, and he's played fairly well. Here's the other thing with him. He has, let's see, his cap numbers the next few years, $20 million, 21, and then 20 but not a lot of guaranteed money left. So, you so the Dolphins could actually cut him, and only I think they'd only have to pay like $6 million in in uh, cap penalties. Uh-huh. So, you know, eh, there, are, there would be worse options. My groan, be worse options. My groan on that one is, eh, is uh, but not, you know, the Carson Palmer one was, was much more extended of groan. Yeah. So the groan on this one is not quite as long. I mean, with Tannehill, you know how you look at, you look at, like stat rankings of players, and then across the middle it says league average or average. Instead, in the NFL, it just says Tannehill. Tannehill. He's, he's the he's the average quarterback. You've been Tannehill. And then this is another one. This is the final name. Matthew Collar put this together on 1500ESPN.com. Five under-the-radar options to play quarterback for the Vikings next year now that Alex Smith is off the board. Tyrod Taylor. Who oh. got benched, by the way, for Nathan Wait, Peterman. I'm once. not done. Oh, that's a huge groan. That's a huge groan. So he has, let me let me play devil's advocate there, okay? All right. Not the most dynamic passer, but but he had, in 2015-16, top 10 QBR numbers. Yep. Took a step back this last year. Doesn't throw interceptions. In fact, he has a combined 16 picks combined the last three years. Yep. Also doesn't throw a lot of touchdowns. Uses his legs. He replaces a lot of the air yardage with... With running yardage, he's one of the best running quarterbacks in the NFL. Yep. I mean, I'm not saying it would be a splashy raise-the-bar signing or it'd have to be a trade. Let's say, te- But he's not a disaster. Let's say Teddy is good to go. Of the list that you just gave me, is there any of those five names that you would want before Teddy? I mean, he hasn't played in two years, oh but, but, let's, but let's just say he looks fine in practice. Well, Carson, I, I mean, I would take is, Carson. I'd take one year of Carson Palmer if he were. I don't I think, think he's he wanted un- to play. I don't think yes. he's unretiring. I would take a year of Carson Palmer with this defense and these weapons, but I don't think he's. I would have done that two years ago for sure. Now I'm yeah. not. Now probably not. I mean, Josh McCown. You might as well just. I think Josh McCown's a backup to Teddy as the insurance policy if Keenum's gone. Yeah. And Bradford's gone. I th- he, and that's the, it. The, again, the conundrum is I think Bridgewater has more upside than McCarron, than Josh McCown at age 38, than Ryan Tannehill in his prime. I think Bridgewater has more upside. I think he has more upside for sure than Tyrod Taylor, but. Again, he's played 
10 snaps or whatever it is yep. in two years. And that's a really tough sell. Hey, he's just going to be the franchise quarterback. No questions asked. That's a, that's a really, really tough sell. This entire list is why Cousins is going to get $94 million guaranteed. This enti- Because when you look at this list, this is the dumpster diving of quarterbacks. And in this league, in this league, you're essentially doing two things. You're either in the penthouse, yeah. comfortable as can be, and your life is awesome, yeah. or you're dumpster diving down on the street for a quarterback. Yeah, there are. I mean, it's it's Brady Breeze, Rodgers, Ben, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, uh, Carson Wentz, Andrew Luck, if he's still alive, Philip Rivers in his old age. You think he's dead in a freezer somewhere? Does anyone in, even in know? The- Hey, have you seen Luck around? I haven't seen him in a year and a half. I would think Josh McDaniels at least saw the body before he took the Colts job, right? Like he we'll saw, take you, he saw we'll take you to the basement before he took that job. Here's Luck. Oh, my God, he looks awful. Well, he is dead, but that's okay. Like, there's no way you take that job if Andrew Luck didn't reassure you in some form that he's going to so. play in yes. 2018. But once you get beyond that list, you know, Matthew Stafford, Cam Newton, Alex Smith, that, that's not even half the, the teams represented. Right. Everybody else is either dumpster diving, gambling, overpaying, yep. and uh, and and it's a it's a game of musical chairs. So, all right, we have uh, Victor Cruz in about forty five minutes. Lee Steinberg will join at eleven thirty. Super Agent and uh, Greg Jennings at noon. At the top of the hour, Doug Kazarian. He's a gambling mind from ESPN and uh, in various uh, platforms, Sports Center. He's a Sports Center anchor. Right. He'll talk. We'll get some different angles on Vikings and football with him. So let's take a quick break. It's Mackie and Judd here, live from Radio Row, Mall of America. And you can check out all kinds of great content that we're posting all throughout the week on our social media platforms at 1500ESPN on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Back in a couple minutes. Mackie and Judd, Radio Row, Mall of America. Doug Kazarian from ESPN, various platforms, Sports Center anchor. He also hosts ESPN's College Game Day on the radio. On Saturdays, mm-hmm. and he is one of the brighter gambling minds too, at the leader. So he'll join us at the top of the hour here. We can talk some Vikings, talk Super Bowl, and um, he might even have thoughts on PJ Fleck and the Gophers because he does ESPN College Game Day on uh, on the radio. So Victor Cruz in about forty minutes from now at ten thirty. Lee Steinberg, super agent and the inspiration for Jerry Maguire at eleven thirty, and Greg Jennings at noon. So uh, so we're pretty packed here. Real quick, a question. On Twitter, we've been talking quarterbacks and this Alex Smith trade that went down last night during the middle of the media party, and all these NFL reporters had to scramble back to their cameras or tablets or cell phones to try and confirm it. Three drinks in, uh, Hugh says, "I'm already tired tired of hearing how hard the Vikings' schedule is next year. That's what happens when you win. The Packers usually have this problem and win anyways. Vikings need to put up, or we will see it was a one-year fluke." Yes. You do get harder schedules when you win divisions, but this is an extreme example. I mean, like the Patriots, even when they win the division, they still get to play the crappy teams in their own division six times. Yep. The Vikings, outside of maybe the Bears, who might have a jolt going into next year, they have a top ten defense. Right. The Vikings have four really tough in-division games and also have picked, just randomly selected with the schedule and the, and the, and the win in the division, Patriots, Eagles. Uh, Seahawks, Hugh is, Saints. Like it's a, it is a brutal schedule next year. Hugh is slightly confused too. Uh, in this town, you guys also hate each other. In this so. town, no, 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 no. But in this town, uh, we have a lot of um, a lot of uh, um, stations potentially and journalists who make excuses. This is not an, an excuse. 
the reality of this team for 2018 is it's going to be more difficult. Every conversation that we have about the Vikings starting in 2018 is it's going to be more difficult. And here's why. Your schedule is tougher. You're not going to have health like you did in 2017. So we're not going through a list of excuses. What we're basically saying is you went 13-3. and And until that last game, you had a really great season. A lot of the things that went right for you in 2017 aren't going to go right in 2018. It's not an excuse. It's the reality of your, your roster decisions are going to have to be made with an eye towards what's going to go wrong because things are going to go wrong next year that didn't go wrong this past yeah, season. Yeah, I mean, it's like I mean, it's like the Olympics are coming up. I know it's the Winter Olympics, but you know, if you run, you run the 100, and you thought this is the year we're going to beat Usain Bolt, and Usain Bolt winds up beating you in the final. And then next year, by the way, there's two other Usain Bolts that you have to race against. Right. Be, be prepared to not only have to beat one Usain Bolt, but two or but two additional. It's ones. reality, and that's what it is. You have to whatever you brought ammunition wise into this season, you have to prepare for all these other factors. The the get smoked in the NFC Championship game hangover factor that is a real thing historically. The tougher schedule factor. The quarterback question mark factor. Like you're. The Pat Shermer leaving as offensive coordinator factor. I mean, there's yes. so many things that go into it. You'd be foolish as a franchise not to account. And almost Bobby Knight wrote a book 20 years ago, The Power of Negative Thinking. And it's all about oh, shocking I'm the mad. I'm mad. I'm, I'm always mad. I'm picking fights with shadows all the time. Um, but the point of the book was not to just be negative and mad all the time, but prepare for bad things to happen as yep. a coach or in life so that you're not thrown off your game when those things happen. And, and that's so how teams that's work. That's what we're saying about the Vikings. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Um, you can read Matthew Collar's full list at 1500ESPN.com. Five under-the-radar quarterback options if you're into any of them. Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Tyrod Taylor is on that list. Can you just take a step back? Think about if you were to run that question by a quarterback-spoiled franchise like Green Bay or Indianapolis – and you know, or or the New England Patriots. How do you feel about this list? How do you feel about AJ McCarron? They they laugh at you. For for Vikings fans, you can look at that list, and you can talk yourself into any of the five, right? You could because because you've just had no stability yeah. since basically Tommy Kramer yes. in the eighties. Uh, you could talk yourself into Carson Tyrod Palmer. Taylor or Let's call oh, Carson Palmer. Get him out of reti- yeah, Carson Palmer out of retirement. Why can't Carson Palmer come <laughs> back and play? Such a scarred scarred fan the, base. The Green Bay Packers had. A portion of a season where it didn't go right, and they melted down. Yeah. Think about how many years that we've had had this. I mean, when when Favre came here, we knew it was going to be a year or two tops. The Green Bay Packers had what? 11 games? 10 games of a backup plan, and they couldn't take it. And their fans were like, this is awful. Well, yeah, it's awful. Welcome to our lives for the last basically 25 like years. Brett Hundley throws an interception, and the whole fan base just melts. Yeah. Meanwhile, in this town, watching Christian Ponder and Tavares Jackson, and, you know, I've even I've made fun of you for this. The 2008 season, where you think back, you know, Gus Farrat was pretty darn good in 2008. He threw, like, five more picks than touchdowns that year. But compared and to he, Tavares he was, Jackson and me, he was flipping coins every time he threw He was the ball. Picasso. <laughs> 
compared to Tavares, <laughs> he was absolutely he was a savvy Picasso-like yeah. veteran quarterback. Like, that's the lens through which we view all of these quarterback discussions. Like the bar is so I, low that we can sit here and be we can we can wake up in the morning after hearing Alex Smith news and be genuinely deflated that oh my god. Like, this very average quarterback throughout the last 15 years is no longer available for the Vikings to trade for. I started watching the Vikings in uh, 1978. I went to uh, the last home game on this site right here at the Met, Fran Tarkington's last game, okay? Or uh, last home game. I, so the next year, you start with Kramer and Wade Wilson. Basically, my entire Vikings watching life. I've been seeing rotations of quarterbacks. Yeah. I've been see I've been seeing guys who if they succeed something goes wrong for the most part or as you just said you get your Christian Ponders or Tavares Jacksons. That's been my life observing Viking football. And we give so much credit sometimes over, just over the top credit to the the franchises and the general managers that figure out the quarterback spot. Okay. Tom Brady slipped 6 rounds. Aaron Rodgers slipped past 23 teams. I mean, it didn't take a rocket scientist in some of these instances to just take a flyer on a guy that that was that maybe showed you something mentally or was maybe projected to be the number one overall pick at one point in an Aaron Rodgers. There is such a huge luck factor for finding the guy that's going to be your top 10 quarterback for a 10-year period. And the Vikings have been amazingly unlucky. Dante Culpepper might have been that, blows out his knee. Teddy Bridgewater blows out the knee. So Packers uh, point there too. I, I believe the year the year before uh, Rodgers fell to them, they were very intent on trying to trade up to take J.P. Lossman. Yeah, it didn't work for sure. Yeah, and only because of that did they then the next year turn around and take a guy who's going to walk into the Hall of Fame on the first ballot. Right. Aaron Rodgers. Uh, more gambling talk when we come back here with Doug Kazarian from ESPN. Victor Cruz in about a half hour. Lee Steinberg, Greg Jennings, Mackie and Judd were jam packed. Radio Row Mall of America. You know, before we go anywhere here, there's so many things to take in throughout the entire week around the Twin Cities and uh, all over the place. But if you're looking for one thing to do, you got the kids, you're looking for one thing to check off your list to really get the full experience of Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl experience powered by Genesis at the Minneapolis Convention Center is where I would start. Uh, The Super Bowl experience gives you all kinds of ways to engage yourself in the game. Interactive games where you can test your football skills. Live game action through virtual reality technology. Get a photo with the Vince Lombardi Trophy, which is something that's very foreign to Minnesota football fans in this town. The what? Yes, you can get a photo next to the trophy that has never been here in 57 years. Okay. Uh, daily player autograph sessions, and you can participate in a range of other football-themed experiences all week long. Tickets for adults are just $35, $25 for kids, and you can get them on Ticketmaster and Ticketmaster.com. It's the Super Bowl experience driven by Genesis at the Minneapolis Convention Center through Saturday, this February 3rd. Mackie and Judd back with more from Radio Row.